is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. And if you need to know while I'm still standing, you just fade away. Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did? Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, our final segment of this edition of the Blitz. Motesy, as always, we're going to get to the tweets, the questions, comments, concerns and reactions you know the power grid responded and we got plenty of good stuff to get into on the twitter.com but first mozi i wanted to uh a return of an old staple mm. little three question thursday one of the things you and i hello my old friend first started yeah. doing when we uh when we jumped on the airwaves together about three years ago uh for our our day ones you'll remember but for those that we might have picked up along the way just a quick refresher it's a simple concept i ask arthur Motes a three pack of questions most of them are sports-related, but usually outside of the NFL bubble, right? So sports, but not necessarily NFL. And then I'll usually throw in like a curveball question in there that has nothing to do with sports, maybe something food or pop culture, music, movies, video games, whatever. You ready, Motsi? Let's do it. Three-question Thursday, question number one. Arthur Motes, as the, uh, as the half of this show that has a decade of experience as a professional athlete, yes, as a guy who played a very physical game, played defense in the National Football League yourself. That's a strong, strong statement right there. I like it a lot, though. Arthur Motes, I, I just got to get your take on the whole Tom Wilson situation that transpired this week. Yeah, um, I wasn't really a fan of it just because he's a repeat offender, and it's more so the lack of discipline – both within his organization and within the National Hockey League, yeah. um, at least with Vontez Burfitt, because they're very similar. They both are. of these guys are really good players. Yes. That's the part that gets lost in this. Yes. People just assume, well, man, he's they're a just bad bums. guy. He's a bum. Like, no, no, this is an elite player. Tom Wilson's a very like, good hockey He was like, a first-round draft Absolutely. Pick. He's nice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that part, which I do, and I understand why publicly the NHL and the Caps would handle it certain ways. But for me, my biggest issue is when you see it continuing to this extent where guys could legitimately get hurt. I mean, they you saw they shut down the season for, for the guy that, you know, got hit on the ground and things like that. But when is it going to be enough yeah. where – I mean, do you legitimately need somebody and, 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 or not on even, life support? And, and or? not even somebody that he might have hurt. What if somebody takes action to say we're going to retaliate or we're going to initiate it now to to set the tone to him and he gets hurt? It's it's just unnecessary. But this is what happens when, number one, the, the action isn't penalized enough to yes. deter it. Yes. When you find a guy like him five grand, dude, we get, we get five, like, five grand for socks. That's, like, yeah, you're not even, too, you know the, what I mean? That's like, that's like our, our boss here at iHeart, Brian. Yeah. Coming in here and finding me twenty bucks. Yeah, you're that's just what like, that, that's what that is right, to Tom Wilson. Cool. And it's a reason six million dollars a year. And that's why he hasn't stopped. Yes. His long suspension was what fourteen because it was supposed to be twenty eight. Got it got cut down to fourteen. Down. Right. Yeah. So when, when I'm thinking of these things, I'm just like, none of this. Yeah, what is going to end what well. What incentive does he have right. to stop, and where does this all and end? And if you're the Caps, I understand. Well, hey, man, you got playoff series coming up, so you're not going to oh, in-house discipline. But no. it's like, dude, you got to say, hey, we're going to find him X amount and publicly announce it. It can't be a behind doors fine. It has to be a public, like, yo, we are doing our part because clearly the NHL isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is why you're seeing different GMs and owners mm -hmm. start to speak out and a little bit more on And you the of last night. Absolutely. That game last night, as, as much as it was in a way fun, it was also a joke to the yeah. sport of hockey. Arthur Motes, there were 100 penalty minutes in the first period last mm -hmm. night. 
Okay? So there's a fine line between tough hockey, physical hockey, yeah. old-time hockey, and just an absolute gong show. Last and, night and, wasn't and, a hockey and, game. And that's the thing it was too, fight though. night at because MSG. Pe- because people like that, though. Let's be real. Well, what kind of people, though? Well, this is my Does thing. Does a casual sports fan like that? I, well, I don't know. Well, so this is my thing. I think the ca- – because from me, right, I was the casual sports yeah, fan. Yeah. And what initially drew me to hockey was the fights. Hmm. And then from the fights, it was the goals. And then from the goals, it was the gameplay and then understanding it and stuff like that. But let's be real. The NHL knows that they like that fans, the casual viewers, going to turn on to see some fisticuffs. Oh, I bet you last night was their highest rated game no of the regular question. season. You know this. Even though for the hockey purists, the people that actually enjoy watching the sport, we're like, bro, this isn't, like, good. I just don't like premeditated. Right. If when it, it actually happens, happens, it orga- happens. When, when games turn into gong shows like that yeah. organically – that's mm-hmm. old time hockey. When this, it's premeditated, and you've got everybody. Five, everybody knew driving into the to the arena that we rumble in the night. Carl Hagelin yeah. out there fighting on the opening shift. Yeah, you're like, yeah, we already know. Everybody ready to rumble. <laughs> all right, you got your punching gloves on. All right, you got your punching gloves on. All right, hey, you little, you get in the back. All right, like you already knew what it was gonna be, man. Yeah, I I I I, I like your sentiment there, Arthur. But again, I just I, I'm with you on that. But now, what it's, are your? It's never gonna be enough. See, I wish now like we're, we're, this is a football show because I was really gonna get into it, like, bro. So, what do you make of like some of these older players that speak on it and like, oh no, it's all good, man. It's not bad. Well, at all. see, you know what's funny? The older players who always speak on it are always the ones who played like Tom Wilson. Exactly. You know who I'd like to see speak on this? Paul Correa, mm-hmm. a, a guy whose career was cut short mm-hmm. because, because of this of type of yeah. stuff. Mark Savard, who, if mm-hmm. you guys remember, was the one who Matt Cook laid out in 2010 mm-hmm. from the Boston Bruins, who never played hockey after that dirty blindside hit from Matt Cook. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of guys that I would like to hear from about on this stuff. Um, skilled players, Arthur Motes. I don't, I don't need to hear goons on other goons. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I need the guys who had their careers cut short by this because stuff. Because of these goons. Pavel yeah. Bure to speak mm-hmm. on this, right? I wouldn't mind guys like Steve Eisenman and Brendan Shanahan to speak on this. Those are the guys that I want to hear yeah. from. I, you know, so I. But it's not. We just do this. We do this cycle thing every year in the NHL, and we find Tom Wilson five thousand dollars, but we find the Rangers a quarter million dollars for dare criticizing him. Unreal. So like that's what's that's the message there, Motes. Right when you find Tom Wilson five thousand dollars, then you find the Raiders organization a quarter million. All right, well, what the Rangers should have done? They should have just gone down to the NHL offices and sucker punched somebody in the back of the head, and they would have and saved two hundred and forty-five k. Is that simple, man? It, it just it's it's going to end poorly. That's where all this is headed. Unfortunately. <sighs> But back to our football show. Back to our football show. I'm you sorry. You, you know we got other interests. My bad, guys. Let's 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 go to a a non NFL but football related. Did you see what happened in Georgia today, Arthur? Moses? I did not. What happened? National image likeness bill signed into law today in the state of Georgia that allows college athletes to compensate off their own image and likeness hey. beginning this fall. Good news, right? That's beautiful. Great I like news. That. Then I read the fine print, Arthur Motes. And the schools are allowed to take and redistribute up to 75% of their income. And you know what's hilarious? This is coming out of Georgia, too, right? And Georgia, of course. Georgia is, and I know which way they went in this last, last election, but traditionally Georgia is a very conservative state. Typical. So how is this coming out of Georgia, right, where, you know what mostly just bothers me? Like, anytime we talk about taxing gazillionaires, right, it's— Oh, but but that's socialism. You can't have that. That's socialism. 
but okay, the same state is gonna say, like, let free labor teenagers, hey, you guys can make money, but you can only keep 25% of it and you'll like it. It's crazy. Get out of here, what is this? And, no, 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 and they say we're doing you a favor, though. When I got, I got so excited this morning when I see Georgia is signing in, the name and image likeness will allow college athletes to profit off their, I was like, Hell yeah, brother, here we go. <laughs> Until I actually read the bleeping story and read that up to 75% of that income can be re redistributed by the school. That's socialism! I believe that's what the kids call cap these it's, days, it's, man. It's, it's free labor socialism. What are, Mozi, what are hey, we janky, doing here? Hey, janky, janky, baby. What are we doing here? Come on, man. Don't, don't be surprised by these uh, aggressive oh. business tactics. This is what they're supposed to do. Come on now, so you go, kids. Yeah, hey, kids, you can go out there and make all the money that you yeah. want. You'll keep twenty five percent of it, and you'll yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna pat you on the back and say you got your eligibility, right? All right, be quiet then. Uh, one step forward, three steps backward, every single time. Mozi, three question Thursday. Question number three, real simple. This is our off the board one. Yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. We discussed a little bit earlier, but I need to know what's the best flavor of Yaritos. Oh, <laughs> That's tough. For me, it's a toss-up between lime and mango. Oh, that's tough. Oh, I put you on the spot with this one, didn't I? Oh, the mango. Ah. <laughs> Yaritos. Mm -mm -mm. I drank two of them last night. How can you not like them? So good. They're the best. They're if fire. If if our if our sodi pop was like that, I would drink <laughs> a lot. Pop. I would drink. <laughs> shout out Myron Cope. I drink a lot more sodi pop. <laughs> I'm going to go mango. I love mango. I'm going to go mango. You can't go wrong with the mango. I think mango's one. Oh, my God. Lime is number two. Now you know what I'm going to be drinking on this weekend. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> hey, Thanks a lot. You know me and wife had to get tacos and yaritos. Got to have it. Yesterday. It's mandatory. They go together. Oh, it's like peanut so butter and good. jelly. It's the official drink of tacos. It's that simple. Um. All right. Let's get to the tweets here. Arthur Motes, at Wesley Euler, at DaBody52. DaBody. Steelers Nation 920 says, I'm grateful my boss is letting me take a break to tweet you guys. Shout <laughs> so, out to the boss. So I got to know, Arthur Motes, who was your most influential? Well, he got three questions for you, okay? Oh, okay. Most for, all for me? All for you? Jeez, all right, cool. Most influential teammate you ever had? <sighs> most influential Influential teammate. being the key word there. I will probably go with. Oh yeah! All right, I'm gonna go with uh, George Wilson. Um, this is okay. up. In, yeah, this is up my rookie year in Buffalo. Biggest reason why he was influential for me. Number one, showed me how to practice at the NFL level. While you know, being a later round draft mm. pick, understanding that I don't have the same luxury of missed assignments that first rounders, second rounders, and third rounders might have. I might, you know, probably can only have one or two mistakes in sure. a whole practice. Sure. Without my rep being cut completely out, whereas these guys can have as many mistakes they want, they're going to get ample we'll get opportunities. More time to learn on the job. So yeah. him, and then off, and then the other thing that he brought to me was just the importance of being an impactful player off the field. You know, taking my resource, taking my passion, and actually backing it up with my resources from a financial standpoint yeah. to improve these communities that I'm in. And he kind of showed me the blueprint of how to do it the right way, the effective way, the smart way nice. to just maximize it. Things that I had never even thought of, never even knew who to talk to about it. He was big in terms of just giving me the understanding and foundation for that. So that's, yeah, awesome. that's why I say that's George Wilson, answer. man. I like that. Number two is who is your favorite Steelers linebacker of all time and you can't say yourself? Oh, <laughs> man, all time. Well, I've always been. I've always had two guys. There's always been Peasy and Debo for me. That's I, I figured like, it was going to be one of those. Like two. I equally love them both. Like for Peasy, I love just his grittiness, his flash in terms of how he plays. Oh, 
and the fact that he'll punch you in the face, like legitimately punch you in the face. Like mm-hmm. I love my linebackers. He also like makes that. some really good beef ribs. Oh no question. Yes, indeed. I actually got a chance to try him in person. I felt privileged. <laughs> it was a, a straight honor. But <laughs> the then only Debo, person we like that makes beef ribs. No question. And then the other person, like I said, had to be Debo yeah. just because that was the guy that I tried to emulate my game after. Similar size. I said I'm not peasy. I'm not his height. I don't play the way that he plays. I play my game like Debo. So a guy that I was able to study early on and and. While I'm spending time in Buffalo researching everything about this guy, then I get the opportunity to actually share the locker room with him, share a meeting room with him for four years, and really just pick his brain and stuff like that. So that's why for me those two are always going to be my favorite linebacker. I just I just split them down the middle. Shout out to Enputiza who says, just an FYI, it's pronounced with a hard H. It's Haritos. Oh, Haritos. Haritos. I like Haritos. that. You know, I was, always, I was always wondering about that, but nobody had ever corrected me in the past, so I figured I was just correct. I always thought I was right. I was, you I, know, I assume everything. Listen, I, when it comes to names, yeah. Moats, you know I want to pronounce these correctly. Big that shout out. That is a great name, though. <laughs> Third and final one from Steeler Nation for you. Are, is Coach T, are Coach T's eyes really that scary in person? Yes. Well? Yes. You have the chin from uh, from Bill Cower. You got the eyeballs from Coach Simon. When the eyeballs lock on you, my friend, oh, it is a bad, bad feeling. He's looked at me a couple of times in the meeting room, and I instantly just said to myself, I am having a very bad day. This is not okay. I'm not fine. Save me, please. That's what I feel like when his eyes get locked on me in a meeting. If his eyes locked on me doing a, a bad play and I'm running off the field, I'm like, oh, Lord, can I just hide under the oh, water cooler? Please, just, just put me under the Gatorade. You know what I mean? Like, And he won't notice me down here. Those eyes are scary. They will always – it's kind of like – the Mona Lisa. No, no, no. It's kind of like that we want you Uncle Sam poster. No matter where you're at in the room, it just locks on you and you're like, bruh, how do you see me right now? Why do I still feel your eyes on me? <laughs> yes, that's what they are like in person. <laughs> I, can, uh, I, can, I can definitely see it from the few times that I've walked past him in the hallways down there in the hallowed halls of the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. I can see it. I can definitely see it. Uh, our buddy Devin in Denver. What's up, Devin? Long time no, no speak. the human flamethrower. He, said, he said, I've been telling you guys Al was a villain. I was calling him Villanueva or Villanueva first. Give me my props. <laughs> Say that with a ops. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he turned on us. <laughs> Used to be my it's homie, true. now you act like you don't know me. Oh, <laughs> Harry tweets, would Aaron Rodgers come to the Berg after Ben Roethlisberger leaves? I don't know, but I'd welcome him with a red carpet ceremony, baby. In the words of uh, Arthur Motes, I wouldn't be opposed to said uh, proposition <laughs> right there. And you know there. what? All of those of you out there who still hate Aaron Rodgers for 2010, he comes here and wins a Lombardi for us. We'll call it even, right? That'd definitely make it even in my book. <laughs> Uh, that would be nice. Oh, man. I'm not even going to tease myself with that. Glenn, Glenn Brooks tweets, uh, heard you and Moats talking about Jalen Samuels. Just a thought. Because of we of uh, because of position flexibility, we all know how important that is. Could you see him ever being flexed out um, and doing something in terms of him and Friar Muth, uh, you know, like playing on the outside? Um, although it, you know, might seem like a third tight end set, obviously you can do more. Um, you can run and throw out of this. Just a just a thought on how he might be able to make the roster or how Matt Canada might want to use him. Yeah, Jalen Samuel's a very intriguing we'll, player. We'll, we'll see. Very versatile. But for him, the two things that he's going to have to do, number one, is stand out in practice to that extent. 
and he's going to have to continue to increase his value on special teams. Right now, he's not in the top two in or top yeah, – no, no, really, he's not in the top two for that running back room. And why is that significant? Because the third back typically is the guy who is going to be able to come in and give you great special teams value in some way, shape, or form. He's going to have to improve that because McFarland plays special teams. Benny Snell is a guy that is a core four guy. He goes out, punt, punt return, kickoff, kick return, and he makes tackles up there as well. So that's the part for yeah. Jalen to have an impact on offense. He's going to have to have this impact on special teams because that's going to, number one, solidify a spot on this roster. But number two, it's going to guarantee him a helmet every Sunday. And right now, with the uncertainty around if he's going to dress, if he's not going to dress, if you're an OC, you don't game plan around that. Correct. Because I can't have a game plan around a guy that's not going to get a helmet, and now I'm stuck, you know, twiddling my thumbs here, come kickoff. So that's the big thing with him. But if he can knock that out, if he can, number one, continue to just cook up in practice and then make sure that he's uh, a key contributor on special teams, I do think he can be very intriguing from uh, a utilization standpoint on offense. Yeah. It would, again, Matt Canada's at the helm now, so we uh, I'm sure we'll see some stuff, particularly in training camp and in free agency, and see what sticks in that regard. Joseph tweets, to be honest, I kind of think Big Al was just joking around with those comments. Wasn't he the one who helped Juju get his license in the first place? We know him and DeCastro are good friends, but honestly, I think he's just trying to stroke those rat bird fans with his comments. It, that it, is, it we know how that works, like too. That. Play into the new home crowd, yeah. right? <laughs> you, you, you do that from time to time. It, it happens. You do it that happens. from time to but time. But you don't do it with the ops. Yeah. This is Baltimore. You, if yeah, you're going right. to do that, you go to, you go to Pittsburgh Houston, West. Go to Pittsburgh West if you're going to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If he's go, go, in Minnesota go, doing go, this. Go to Dubai. Go to Tennessee. If he's in Chicago doing this. Jeez. Return to the scene of the crime. Oh, you just you just had oh you just oh Arthur Motes ooh full circle, yeah. Except for the Bears actually got themselves a quarterback this time around. <laughs> me tweets. Shout out the me. Oh now see now I'm Doctor West today and you're Motes man today. So ooh. he's like every week he decides which one of us has a doctorate. I don't hate it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> he said, I could shrug off Big Al throwing shade at everyone but DeCastro. That's his O-line snob, slobber knocking brother. I'm, I'm glad he said that because I thought similar things. I was just like, it's, it's Yeah, it's those guys are like, you know, it's like they're a faction together, you know? Like, it's DeCastro. Yeah. You, you, who talks about, about I've DeCastro? I've never heard anybody say a bad word about David DeCastro. DeCastro's like that. Just super strong, quiet from, from, dad, uncle to, type. He like went to Stanford. You, you, you talk to him when you need knowledge. Like he's super. Like he's just that guy. But Where he's is never, David he's De Castro bad guy. from? He's from Cali. Is he from Cali? Yeah, he's from Cali kid. Okay. Yep. You know what? He doesn't have a very. I mean, he kind of does, but he, he's not. The, I guess he's kind of Cali in a way. I feel like I, he's like I, big bruising Cali. Hold on, let me check. Let me let me double check this real quick. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is he from? Is he from California? Oh, he's from California. He's a California dream. Yeah. But he's Cali from Cali. Washington. Yeah, same, same, yeah, Very similar. Although yeah. it makes more sense, more mount, more mountain, yeah, yeah, mountainy, more, right, 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 yeah. I knew it was West Coast. There we go. I'll burn yeah, Washington yeah. State. Burley, Burley, Chesbury, all I that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love Washington State. I freaking love that place. I could move there in a heartbeat if it wasn't so far away from all the people in the world that I love. See, I would love it if I didn't have a bad experience when I was out there, yeah. man. That was the game I told you we finished uh, it, and then we had to like sit in the airport, and it was like, oh, it's foggy. We don't really, we can't see, and they're like, on one. They hit us with the, we have a window. We're gonna take a chance, or we're gonna see if we can get it out. And we're yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 don't, 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 don't practice I'll just stay on me. In the hotel for yeah, the night. I, I don't mind. I'll stay out here. <laughs> 
Like, I, I know we've been sitting on the runway for six hours. I don't mind sitting out here a little bit longer, baby. I promise. Uh, yeah, we'll give it a go. No, 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 no. Don't, don't give it a go with me. No, 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 no. I'm cool. So ever since then, man, Seattle has been on my short list. Yeah, see, and I, Seattle was part of my wife and I's honeymoon, yeah, and, and we just had ourselves a fantastic time. I love it out there. Maybe I got to go earlier in the year. Maybe you do. Because I was not, this, I was not summer, feeling that summer, at all, bro. Yeah. Uh, Me's three questions. Number one, not including Najee, which draft pick has you the most psyched? I think I can answer for most uh, moats on this one, but um, um, um. I know you guys want to hear him talk about his Penn State boy some more. Well, since y'all think I'm going to go there, I will go a different direction then. Uh -oh, huh. He's going to steal my answer. What? Because for me, it's either Paris Quincy. Oh, okay. should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, no, that's not my answer. Though. Okay, yeah. So, so for me, number one is absolutely Pat. I told you I didn't think he would be there to us at fifty-five. Yeah. You watch him on tape. He can block. He can run routes. He can line up in the core. You can split him out. He understands how to create separation at the catch point. He understands how to beat you to your leverage side. He obviously has enough speed that he can go by you as well. He's a mismatch. He is a walking. Just if you're a defensive coordinator or a linebacker, you hate guys like this yes. because the strain that they put on you. So yeah, without a doubt, Pat. But if I didn't want to go Pat, because y'all already know how I feel about Pat, Quincy. Roche. Quincy Roche, man. You watch him on tape, he flashes. He jumps off the screen. He lines up in a three-point stance, a two-point stance. He plays on the right side, plays on the left side. Physical. Understands rush moves. Great effort. I mean, he checks a ton of boxes. I enjoy watching that young man play. I think he's a guy that could potentially surprise some people out here, man, sooner rather than later. So those would be my two guys if I had to, you know. I like go that it. route. You didn't go with my guy. My guy's Buddy Johnson. I love Buddy. Been talking about him. Buddy's nice. I think I think he compliments Devin Bush nicely. I think he's very cerebral, above the shoulders, could be that kind of quarterback of the defense that the defense needs. Um I'm it's jacked up for, right there. I'm jacked up for Buddy Johnson. Number two from me, better dessert, bear claw or apple fritter? I like, I like apple fritters. Yeah. I like apple fritters. My my uh my wife's grandma mm -hmm. makes some really good apple Seriously. fritters too. The grandma in law makes some great apple okay, fritters. Okay, shout out the grandma in law. I'll go, go apple fritter. Third and final one from me, Arthur Motes. What is the best Val Kilmer movie? Oh, it's Tombstone. Are we serious here? Oh, it's Top Gun. Are we serious here? Stop playing, bro. Stop it. Tombstone was he Tombstone. Is would be my two. He's Doc Holiday. See, it, 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 it's Taco would be number two for me. <laughs> That's the duality of man. Yes. Would Heat be number three for you? Absolutely. So, so for would, me, would we agree on three. Heat, heat and Top Gun, I might play with a little bit because okay. I like Heat better, but I felt he was a better actor in, in, top, in, in, in top, top Gun. gun. Yeah, he I was great the, in Top yeah, Gun. Yeah, he was great in Top Gun. Even though he wasn't the main guy, right? He was but great. in Heat, I liked I liked the movie Ice Heat man. as a whole. But he's not in there as he's not like as featured as Robert De Niro Pacino and stuff. Like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Tombstone, man, he's one of the guys, bro. Like, yeah. Dude, that 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 would made me like westerns watching it's that true. movie right there. It changed my life. It's true. I'm your Huckleberry. I'll be a Daisy if you do. <laughs> Talk greasy to that man, Doc. God. Steeler bomb 2030. Um, you know, you say call him crazy, right? But he says a lot of the worries with the offensive line. I don't think Ben would come back this late in his career if he thought he was going to get killed. Hey. We're we'll going we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll to we'll find, find out. Hey, <laughs> but you know what, too, Arthur Motes? If you're not throwing the ball 70% of the time, that's another way to make sure you're not getting killed either. It could work that way. <laughs> Bring that number back down closer to the high 50s, and, and yeah, a lot less chance to get killed there as well. Um, <laughs> uh, Sensei says, I want to throw it back in time today for the defense, and I need to know... If you guys thought these names over 
properly or underrated, okay? Kimo Von Ohoffen. Mm, Proper. Kimo, yeah. Proper. Clark Hagens. <sighs> might go a little under on Clark Hagens. I'm... Uh... No, I'm, I'm gonna say proper. I feel, proper? I, feel, I feel he's still proper. And Chris Hope, Chris Hope, <sighs> proper. I think all those guys are proper. We're very yeah. good football players. You know, not all pro they're not types, great. But, yeah, but, they're but just they're good players. Is very good football players. I don't think any of them are viewed as like, like Ziggy I, Hood. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think, think they view them like that. Smith them either, right? Yeah. Where, like we've called Aaron Smith underrated for so long right. that it seems like it's almost come the other way. I mean, even <laughs> even Hamp to an extent. I mean, right. we, we talk right. about him in that we, same we scream same those guys. Vein. Right. So uh, rightfully so are underrated. But yeah, I I think I'd go proper with all three of those guys. Yeah, I not you know not all pros, but all very good football players. Um, R. Bracey wants to know the top three running backs that you hated playing against. Oh, that I hated to play against? Number one was definitely AP. Adrian Peterson, oh. man, he was a nightmare. Number two, your boy Shady McCoy. Philly Shady McCoy, too. That, that's the one. Mm. Philly Shady McCoy yeah, was just... you had to just, slide that in there, uh, didn't you? Oh, man. Yeah. You just had to slide that in there, didn't you? Well, I figured you would like him a lot, man. <laughs> and then I was very uh, fortunate slash unfortunate to share a division with LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah, wasn't too fond of that either. Just, you know, there's certain guys just like, yo, you're not even supposed to be able to still do this. You're supposed to be older by the time you got mm -hmm. to New York. But yeah, he was still had a year or two left where he was able to do some things. And yeah, it just made it to the point where I never wore his cleats. I was mad. <laughs> like I was the petty guy. Like I, I liked how the cleats looked and everything. I'm like, I will never put this cleat on because you're in the division. <laughs> and, and because you've already sauced me up a couple of times. So leave Sauce me alone. Me up. Yeah, Motsi, we got about two minutes left here. Let's roll. Well, I got an honorable mention too, man. Oh. Cedric Benson, a RIP to Cedric. Yeah, but he, he, yeah, that's that's a good first one. time I got ran over in my career, man. Yeah, him, <laughs> absolutely. I'd never forget it. Nope, smash me. Matthew says AFC North is loaded now with great running backs and great running teams. Is there a player on the Steelers that you think has to step up on defense to stop the run, or is it more of schematics to be the answer? No, no, no. Uh, the guys who are going to step up. One of these inside linebackers, whether yes. it's Vince, Spillane, yes. Buddy, whoever you want to put out there, they're going to have to Devin definitely Bush. step that up, yeah. be more consistently, more consistent in that area. Um, and then also, I think that uh, Minka, man, Minka's going to have to improve just on the, the tackling part of it, right? We know that that's something that he hasn't done at a high level as often as we would like. And especially later in the year, some runs that were, you know, being able to get, a, you know, get stretched out and stuff like that were to just the lack of wrapping up. Not the lack of desire because he has the desire, but he just has to wrap up more consistently. I think those two positions, though, and those two players in particular are the, are the ones that are going to have to step up, man, yeah. and improve that element. I agree. All right, we got about a minute left here. Let's get some quick hitters. Keith says he agrees with Backo about the cornerback position. Who of the free agents still available would be the best fit? Well, Steven Nelson. Because <laughs> he's already familiar with the team and the scheme and the coordinator. Richard Sherman. He's another yeah, guy. Yeah, there's some you know what? Go, go, go. There's some big name defensive backs still available no, no, for a fact. out there. Yes, they are. Um Josh tweets here. He says, first, I gotta give you props, Wes, for the eulogy you did of the Philadelphia Flyers yesterday on 970. My brother is a Flyers fan. I had to play it for him to gain him some knowledge. There we go. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. I always have time to rip on the Philadelphia Flyers especially considering my wife and my in-laws are all big fans. Um, Josh wants to know, what is our go-to beverage on a warm summer day? I think I've said this before, Arthur Motes, but it's real simple. Tequila. It's, it's, it's tequila, it's amaretto, and it's a little bit of pineapple juice. You can call that the Wes Euler yeah. summertime special. Mine is tequila and a small Steeler shot glass. <laughs> Repeat process. 
I go like um, every four minutes until me or the person I'm sitting next to passes out. 80, take it easy, there, Matthew <laughs> McConaughey. <laughs> I'm going like 80% tequila, 10% amaretto, 10% pineapple juice, a little bit of ice, less keep it rolling, when, baby. When, when, when it's when it's summertime and a drink comes out, they know I'm here for one thing and one thing only. All uh, right. Gunner says. What about The Saint for Val Kilmer? That's a good movie that as well, too. Is. I'd totally forgotten about I The Saint. Forgot. What was the other one? It was like the uh, the Monster in the Night or whatever? It was yep. about the, the, what the, the lions right. and the uh, safari or whatever, right? That sounds right. Yeah, that was another one. You know what? I still haven't seen the second Top Gun either with, with mm. Val Kilmer in it. He's in the Doors movie as well, too. Isn't he in like, was it, wasn't he one of the Batmans too, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Like an OG Batman. Yeah. Batman Forever. That's yeah. what it was. was like, and one he was of in Batman and Robin ones. as well, too. Uh-huh. Um, Prince of Egypt. Trying to think here, but come on. I mean, I think the three, the big yeah, three. We, we know his movies. Saint's a good one though. No, Saint's cool. Saint's a good one. That was a good, good nineties movie. Who was the um? Who was his like co? Uh, Elizabeth something is her name. Was the was the co-star in that one? That is a good one. That's a good one. All right, folks. That's gonna do it for today. Arthur Motes. It was fun this week. Was it really? I don't know what we're gonna start doing next week though, because I mean, the draft's over. We I'm going on. I, to, we might be back to gold rushing for content. Oh, I thought it was on holiday. No, no, it's not, man. <laughs> we, 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 we we get to ride this way for a little while. We got uh, another we week. Of, we going yeah. on holiday. Yeah, you know. We going on holiday. Yeah, we was going on holiday. We got to take. see what we might have to bring back soon. We might have to Uh-oh. bring back our top ten lists again Uh-oh. soon. Uh oh. Nah, man, you're panicking, bro. You got to dunk on me. You got to dunk mm-hmm. on me about my Tom Brady takes from last year. Okay. I don't. I'm not. A dunk I got to dunk on guy. you about your Michael Thomas takes from last year. I mean, we've got some trash talking. Well, I mean, there's nothing to dunk on Michael Thomas now. Stink. I'm just, I'm just I want to say, Lord, that's what we doing? <laughs> Sound like someone hipping that heyday. Motsy, good week. Great stuff this Loving week it, on man. the show. Always. always fun. Big shout out to our guy, Brian Backo, for joining us today. And as always, major love to the Power Grid, to the Megawatts. Uh, Tuesday, you guys just came in hot with the draft tweets. Loved it. Loved kept it. kept it up today as well, too. We love that. Let's keep that going all summer. All right? We don't know what the, the mini camp and the OTA schedule is going to look like and everything, but you know you'll have us here. We'll have you guys. Well, you know, it's a nice symbiotic kumbaya here relationship between the two of us and the power grid to keep us rolling. So that'll do it for this week. We'll be back. You guys know where to find us Tuesday, high noon, as always, on your 24-7, home of the black and gold, Steelers. Nation Radio.